This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. Well, it is always a real treat whenever Marlena Shivo comes to town. Rarely is there this sort of a balance of humor, intelligence, spunk, energy, and diversity of expertise. And uh, even on the occasion that she's wrong about something, she makes it sound as if she's right. She is a producer, a digital content creator, humorist, mom, and a variety of other descriptions. It is great to welcome back Marlena Shivo. It's great to see you, Marlena. It's great to see you. I mean, I thought I was going to see you at the end of October. I know, I know. Um, but you, um, you were apparently a ghost for Halloween because <laughs> you, <laughs> I could not see you anywhere at my Halloween party. Yeah. The, what, now, it was the, uh, the, what was the name of your Halloween party again? It's the Graveyard Grave- Gala, Graveyard and Gala. this year was Monkeypocalypse. Monkeypocalypse, yeah. yes. Yeah, I had uh, I felt really bad about missing this for the second year in a row, and uh, I had a, um, a a sick wife, and then I absolutely I got her sickness after that, and we had some childcare you know issues. But um, even though your mom lives around the corner, well, she was not available to to watch to watch Young Carmine, and she doesn't live literally around the corner. So but... should I should I uh, put my um, should I put my Complaints in with your mom now? No. Well, put them in with Rachel. Put them in with Rachel. She she makes all the key decisions about our household. So I do feel bad for missing that, and um, I am redoubling my efforts to attend next year. What did I miss your costume uh, as? What was it? Oh, I was Spruce Jenner. So I was a <laughs> Christmas tree that identified as a Olympic gold medalist. So I basically had on, you know, the headband, and I had on, like, a tree with all of the gold medals on it. And running shoes and the socks. I like that. That's creative. That's creative. Yeah, and yeah. it's punny, which I like. Right. Um, so, and so as I'm, so my kids were like, "Oh, mommy, you're going to be a Christmas tree for Halloween?" Because I didn't wear this on actual Halloween day. It was just for the party that they do not attend. Um, because it's more adult themed. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's only it's adults only. It's 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 crazy. You missed a really really I know, good party. I know. I'm sure. So um, yeah. So basically, uh, so I had to explain to her. I'm like, well, there was this uh, like, this Olympic guy and I, I went through the whole shtick with her and she's like i don't understand i don't understand so i had to show her pictures i said well this, you know and i went through the whole like the whole timeline of that journey um and she's like but i don't get it and then she starts asking about body parts mm. she's like well wait what's with the body parts though and is his voice different is her voice different like she actually got the pronoun thing down immediately because i said him and she goes i said he and she said it's she I was like, whoa. I said, are they teaching you this in school? Is that, is that, and she said, no. Why would they teach this in school? I'm like, ah, there's a lot of talk of them teaching you this in school. Now, um, you don't, you're not of the school that, um, that it's offensive to refer to Bruce when he was a man as Bruce. Cause I, I think the, what you're supposed to do now is all, all these folks, these uh, celebrities, especially that have changed genders. The um the fellow that was in Juno, uh, Elliot. Who, Elliot, who, yeah, yeah, Elliot. What's uh, um, that actor's last name? Do you remember? I'll look it up. But um, Page, Page, Elliot yeah. Page, and uh, then obviously Chaz Bono. You're not really supposed to refer to them as right. Ellen Page and Chastity Bono and Bruce Jenner. But you still, w- at least with your spruce costume, made reference to Bruce. Well, well, yeah, because I was a spruce, I wasn't Bruce. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I love a pun. But you, when you when you explain the timeline of how this person came from this place and went to this place, I mean, you have to 
explain who they were and now who they are. So using the name within the context, I think it's fine to call Caitlin Bruce. Now, yes, it's it's her dead name. So you're not supposed to do that. That is the rule, which is not what I was doing. Um, but I did say he at one point, and my daughter did mm-hmm. correct me very quickly and say she, but also had no idea what I was talking about when I brought up the topic and couldn't understand the suggestion that they might be teaching this in school in fourth grade. Well, so let's talk about that. Uh, one of my uh, favorite uh, places is Atlantic City, and uh, they had the NJEA conference out there recently. And on the agenda for the NJEA conference was Drag Queen Story Hour. This was actually these 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 this union actually had this as one of the items that they were going to go over. I have to tell you, when I first started hearing about Drag Queen Story Hour, I thought this was just the kind of thing that happens so infrequently that they love to blow up on Fox News or the New York Post to make the whole world think that this is coming to their school tomorrow. But apparently it's much more prevalent than I realized. Right. And I actually don't think it is coming to our school, but um, it has come to uh, Red Bank, New Jersey, a nearby library has had it. I mean, this is... Prevalent like, all over the country. And what's the point? The rationale is Okay, what? there you go. So th- 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 I had to look this up myself because when I think about guest speakers who are reading to kids, it's usually a firefighter right. or a you know, police officer or, you know, or a parent or a musician even, you know. But this is to sort of introduce young kids and, and the age range that they recommend this for is 3 to 11. Mm. To um, positive role model, role models within the LGBTQIA community, which I find very baffling because as much as I am a supporter of the LGBTQIA community and I love a drag show, I don't understand how you can make the leap from that community to drag queens being the role models or even the spokespeople mm. for that community because not everybody walks around in a feather boa right. who is... Even you know, heterosexuals. <laughs> Correct. Cisgender. So uh, it's okay. sort of a leap to say that that's what it is. Um, I think it's more... They don't want to say the word normalize, um, sort of men dressing up as women or... I mean, women can dress up as men. It's not as prevalent, obviously. Um, those are drag kings. That is a thing. You know this, right? I did not, actually. Oh, okay. I just taught you something yeah. then. Yes. But that's, yeah. So, all right. So, that's fine. And it's funny because on one hand, I am very open and liberal and accepting of all of this. And none of it actually bothers me. But I actually don't think it makes any sense to have drag queens come and read stories to kids. I don't think it's necessary. And I and I think it's actually probably a little bit more confusing than anything else. And uh-huh. I... If you want to have it in a local library in your town and you want to and the parents want to um, choose to take your, you know, their children there to to hear that, that fine. But to bring it into the school, I feel like it's it's a it's a bit much. So I I guess the the problem that I could see a lot of parents having with it. And if I if when my son is three, I think I would have a similar problem. It's not that anybody's anti um you know, whatever the proper terminology is, uh, cross-dressing or drag queen. The the problem is it seems like this is an effort to uh, expose a young child to a level of sexualization that they may not be ready for. Well, that's the argument against it um, from a lot of parents. I don't know so much that I would make that argument. I think a lot of those people are also sort of who make that argument are homophobic because not just because you are, I don't know, gay doesn't for some people it leads straight to sex for them. And it's like, well, no, I mean, it's just who you are. I mean, you're a heterosexual male, we think, and your whole life isn't about sex. We think, right. right? Most (laughs) of the time. And when you walk into a room, no one thinks you're sexualizing anybody. I, I wouldn't have a problem with someone that was gay or transgender reading to a three or four year old. I guess when you when you see someone uh, that clearly is, as you pointed out, dressed very flamboyantly, yes. the, the feather boa, the um, souped up brassiere, the um, you know the, the the makeup and the hair designed to make them look you know sultry. That's true. It, it sort of does it, it does convey an image of of sexuality that you know a three year old may not grasp. You you are right, and they may it may go over their head anyway. Mm-hmm. But when when they hear that the person that's wearing all of this is actually a man, I think that can send some 
messages that are, could be very confusing for a young kid. But I guess the idea is that if you introduce it super young, that it'll never be confusing. And for anybody who falls into that category later in life, it's just mainstream. So where do you come down on Drag Queen Story Hour? Okay, so like I said, I don't think they should just bring it into the school. I don't see the the necessity for it. Um, uh, I'm not against... Story hour at the library, and then you have a you can have a choice to sign up for it. I think this is just one of those things that's coming up now with the public school system, where they're taking um, a lot of liberty on what they think our kids should be exposed to and what they should be learning, and they aren't taking um, the parents into consideration on um, that front whatsoever. Which comes down to that. Uh, tweet you uh, had shared with me earlier about the teachers union in Maine um, about how they said they know the best um, they know what's best for all children and it may be a very poorly worded tweet um, however um, I do think the unions think that and I don't know why they have so much power yeah if people don't know uh, what uh, Marlene is talking about yeah there was this very interesting story about um, a dispute over who knows children's ba- children best whether it's parents or whether it's uh, whether it's teachers and uh, it was the this story that um, you know I, I had let me pull this up here we we have this now set up so that we can be videotaped as well and uh, maybe people will see the the video um i'll put it on my facebook at uh, facebook.com slash morano fan a little bit later but the former uh, secretary of education uh betsy devos has been very critical of this um she tangled with the national education association on twitter Essentially, Betsy DeVos is saying that uh, parents know children better than teachers do. The The union here in a tweet said, no, uh, teachers know students better than parents do. Where well, do you they come said, down the, on this? The, the exact tweet was, educators love their students and know better than anyone what they need to learn and to thrive. And then DeVos responded, you misspelled parents. And that led to a whole <laughs> uh, discussion, I think a healthy one, uh, where people are saying, well, no, it's teachers that know better. And others are saying, no, it's parents that know better. The union pushed back on the DeVos, DeVos tweet, claiming that their goal was for educators to work alongside parents in an effort to ensure that all students have the necessary resources and opportunities. And then they took a, a direct swipe at Betsy DeVos and said, out of touch billionaires, however, are not the best, uh, are not what students need. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that in certain communities, because every community is different, right? Um, some kids are at a disadvantage in different ways, whether it's economically or, you know, uh, or, um, like if they don't have if they don't have a supportive household, then uh, a, a school is might be the place where they would get more support in certain areas, whether it be, um, you know, government funded food or um, or, you know, groups that would support um, different lifestyles that maybe they don't get that same support at home or, you know, things like that. I get that. Um, but that still doesn't mean that the school knows best. Mm-hmm. If the school could be a better place for some kids who aren't from a great household. But I think you have to take every community um, as an individual place, you know, and you just can't brush it with a broad stroke and say, okay, this is what's best for all kids across the country um, and in every household. Uh, But, you know, it's it is it is what it is. Uh, I it's hard for me to speak out in this way with the about the drag queen story at time because like I said it doesn't actually bother me I just don't think it is a necessity in the school especially on the heels of this next story about Cameron um, Candace, Candace Cameron, Cameron Burr yeah. yeah if people aren't familiar uh, Candace Cameron Bure in addition to being the sister of Kirk Cameron she was uh, a big part of uh, the show Full House and the reincarnation of Full House which I think was called Fuller House Fuller House right so and she's been very uh, vocal about the fact that uh, she's a Christian and she talked to the Wall Street Journal about her work with the faith-based channel Great American Family. And essentially she said that uh, she's only going to 
appear in uh, roles which promote a traditional family and traditional marriage. That is going over like a lead balloon <laughs> in some communities. What exactly did Cameron say? That's Candace going Cameron over say? like Trump at a feminist rally. <laughs> I was trying to make this a, uh, a Trump-free show uh, today, but there you go. We made it an hour and, and eight minutes. All right. Um, I trumped your efforts. Yeah, but um, an hour. So uh, Candace Cameron Bure, what did she say and why are people upset? Well, she said exactly that. She just basically said that because she called it um, how it was going to differ from um, her work at the Hallmark Channel, which is now increasingly more inclusive of different types of families, her where the work she's doing with this Great American Family Network um, is only going to really be centered around um, quote traditional marriage, which is heterosexual marriage. And I believe um, in another publication she um, used her faith um, to back up what she said, saying that it goes against her Christ- Christian beliefs. Um, to promote these other lifestyles, which is so backwards. It is so small-minded. And as much as I would love to celebrate diversity of thought, there are just some thoughts that just can't be celebrated. Meaning the Candace Cameron thought. Correct. But um, So JoJo Siwa is a performer of some sort, a singer? Oh, see, this is why you're the next generation of parents. Okay, so she was like... um, She's like a YouTuber that became extremely popular and then was on Dancing with right. the Stars. See, I know she's popular, right? So JoJo Siwa. She's uh, a ton of, ton of merchandise. Um, this is what uh, she identifies as, as queer and shared a screen grab of a headline which read, Candace Cameron Bure's plans for new cable channel, No Gays. And then put out the statement, honestly, I can't believe after everything that went down just a few months ago that she would not only create a movie with intention of excluding LGBTQIA+, but then also talk about it in the press. This is rude and hurtful to a whole community of people. Well, you know, there are a lot of people that um, don't, you know, that don't think that their religious values adhere with uh, same-sex marriage or non-traditional families. What's wrong with Candace Cameron saying that her faith leads her to want to do this? And if you don't want to watch those shows or watch those movies, just watch something else. I mean, you're right. You're right. Because I, I, I mean, yeah, she has a right to say whatever she wants, but, and then people also have a right to criticize her for it. I just, just, I just think nowadays where, um, you do see a lot of, um, inclusive content with the networks um i don't understand i guess i just it's hard for me to get to get into cameras cam uh, candace cameron's shoes especially considering she's of my generation and to to feel like that she cannot see the other side and welcome it like to me when someone says christianity right and they say you know god loves all his people right right but then you are saying well this goes against against what God wants, like that's when you start to, to me, cross over into the crazy. And it's hard for me to take anything you say seriously. Yeah. She put out a statement that said, uh, all of you know me who uh, all of you who know me know beyond question that I have great love and affection for all people. It absolutely breaks my heart that anyone would ever think that I uh, ever think I intentionally would want to hurt uh, and offend Anyone, And then she continued saying, I have long wanted to find a home for more faith-based programming, and I'm grateful to be an integral part of a young and growing network. Uh, You know what? I I totally understand why people would want to see maybe same-sex couples or non-traditional families depicted on television. I don't think – I think there's also a lot of families that would want to see – you know, a uh, an I don't even know what you call a, a, a couple with a male and a, 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 a man and a wife. What do you call them? Opposite uh, sex couple? Right? Oh, uh, no, uh, no, well, same sex. Same, I mean, no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Heterosexual couple. Oh, a heterosexual couple. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. There are a lot of people that may want to see that. Also, uh, you know, there's a lid for every pot. What's the well, matter with having there? Having no, there, that? no, there's nothing wrong with the network that she's you know doing. It's it's just more about her. Um, using the phrase traditional uh, family like values and co- the, at, or at their core, you know, and it's it's fine. It's just it's just it it's just a little like hard to hear sometimes when someone says that because they're saying I accept all people, but really my actions speak louder than what I'm saying. You know, mm. she can say that in a statement to save face, but the fact that she isn't doing any work with the Hallmark Channel and is 
going exclusively with her Christian based um, network to promote this traditional lifestyle. You know, just it's it. She's saying she's not being exclusive, but she is being non-inclusive. <laughs> We're to continue with Marlena Shivo in just a bit. Uh, Jennifer Aniston says there are no more movie stars and Elon Musk is telling Twitter employees they can get their act together or they can leave with three months severance. We're going to get into that and a whole bunch more. If you want to comment, you're welcome to do so. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Frank Moreno. With me for the hour is producer and digital content creator Marlena Shivo, a woman who is very opinionated on a whole host of issues, very knowledgeable on a whole host of issues, and someone whose digital content you can see on social media. How do folks find you on social media, Marlena? At Marlena Shivo, M-A-R-L-A-I-N-A-S-C-H-I-A-V-O. Well, that is part of the problem, according to... Jennifer Aniston. Social media is causing people to be performers for social media, including maybe people that aren't trained performers. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, who obviously starred in Friends, a bunch of movies, a bunch of other TV programs, she has lamented the old Hollywood, claiming there are no more movie stars. For decades, the 53-year-old actor has been an entertainment industry staple. She's on Apple TV's The Morning Show and has at least two movies in the pipeline. I haven't seen The Morning Show. Have you seen it? Oh, it's so good. It is? It's about to go into its third season, and it is amazing. You know, they did it on the heels of all that Matt Lauer stuff that was going on. I mean, it was. it's a great... you got to watch it. it. It's really good. Um, so she actually didn't say it. So it, Allure uh, Magazine did a whole uh, piece on Jennifer Aniston, and the, the 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 reporter, the writer, the journalist that came in to talk to her was re- like read her a uh, a text that he got from a colleague because he said like you know give me some smart things to say to Jennifer Aniston, and it the quote was actually amazing, and I hope I can pull it up. Um, and he basically said, you know, there are no more movie stars. She's sort of like the last of that generation. Because of social media and, and so forth? And it says, okay, here it is. It says, uh, no one's ever going to be as famous uh, the way she is. The kind of mass fame phenomenon burning so bright. On air. But, um, and so, is Jennifer Aniston right? Is she wrong? I mean, where do you come down on that? Um, I think she didn't say that the the reporter said that to her via text Mm -hmm. and she said, you know, it gave her chills that 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 person said that. And she's kind of sort of agreed in saying, you know, not even it used to be so glamorous in Hollywood and that's not really the case anymore. And she is not a big fan of social media. And during like she was launching some skincare line and it was like COVID hit and whatever. So she had to sort of like come up with this Twitter account. And because she's so ultra famous, the second she established Twitter account, it just got flooded with followers like immediately. And she was just so over it immediately. She's like, I don't even want to be bothered with this. And I can't blame her. You know, I, I've said to you so many times, I mean, I went to college, I graduated, I I worked at CNN. I mean, we had videotapes, you know, we were like, Pushing real buttons and doing stuff, and then you know things slowly and slowly, but surely moved to digital. And then when social media came around, it just became the floodgates of no talent people. And you know what it is, and I just feel like the the preponderance of people on social media, at least those commenting, 
they're all just so mean. You know, uh, honestly, I try not to say a bad word about anybody, even people that I don't necessarily really like. And um, they, you know, Kenneth makes these videos that he posts on the WABC social media page, which I really don't, I I hate that. You know, I'd prefer to just do a radio show because I think the show's meant to be listened to holistically. And I don't even look at these videos that they post, so I don't know what it has me saying. This is just a random collection of the comments that were posted in response to something that I said. One person writes, he's still on the air with a a picture of Bella Lugosi as Dracula, <laughs> as if I'm undead. Another person, uh, who gives a cradle what you think? When was the last time you won anything? Another person writes... Um, you know, basically, uh, again, some of this is stuff that I can't repeat on the radio. This dude is a lib. Another one writes, who can listen to this guy? Another one writes, STFU, shut the blank up, moron O. Now, that is, like, uh, of 12 comments, nine of them were just ad hominem attacks. And I find that to be the norm in the world of social media rather than the exception. Right. Is it, I feel like there's nobody nice on I, social I media. I know, I know. It's terrible. It's given people like, and everyone's a keyboard warrior, you know, uh, nothing that they would ever say to your face that, 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 you know, they would say on social media. I think it is a cesspool, all of social media on, on, on that level. Um, I do think it, it could be used for forces of good, um, but I just think that it, well, it we tracks. Should, we, we have seen that with uh, the Arab Spring, so forth, other things. A lot, yes. I mean, but it's not always, you know, but but you have to weed through um, the other stuff. So I actually, this is kind of like a tangent on this same subject. I was watching this like organizing show on Netflix. Shocker, I know. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's like, I forget what they call it, the, the home edit, I think it's called. And, you know, they've gotten really popular. So they have this show and they now will do celebrities, right? So they did Reese Witherspoon. Now that's a celebrity, right? They did right. her you know, closet or whatever. Um, Then they get like some account to organize this 18 year old's new home. He's in California. He's a TikTok star, 18 years old. Reminds me of the Kardashian because the Kardashian, the Jenner, one of the Jenner girls bought a house at 18 because their life is just not even normal. I think she was 17 actually. But anyway, this kid bought his own house because he's made that much money off of TikTok. And it's like, you all he does is pull pranks on people. That is his whole life. And it's like, what is your skill going to be in 20 years? I mean, maybe it, maybe it won't matter. Maybe he'll just have so much money and it'll, you know, he'll live in um, the metaverse and it won't matter. But I just think it um, it's a shame because, you know, you and I have younger kids um, and they're going to grow up thinking that everything is on is television you know my kids don't understand sitcoms they don't understand tv versus youtube because everything's on the same devices um and it is just a world uh it's just like a whole different world and it has completely um taken down whatever jennifer aniston started yeah it sounds like as far as her criticisms of hollywood and you know movie stars and things changing it sounds like she really didn't say anything Pretty much. I know. I mean, well, what she agreed that, you know, the, the glamour of Hollywood has sort of just dimmed. And like, this is actually something I was trying to say to you when I was holding on for dear life watching the Netflix series uh, Grace and Frankie, mm. because it was um, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. And I'm thinking this is a generation that we're never going to see again. I mean, this is it. They're done. And the one coming up behind them is like the Jennifer Anisons, and that is still, we're kind of holding on to her, and people like her for dear life. And then after that, who do we have? Right. Jojo right. Siwa. Now, I'm not criticizing Jojo yeah, Siwa. No, I, I get it. But, I mean, what, what she came from YouTube, and what does she do? Really? You know, I, I tell you, I feel the same way, um, and much more passionately, but same principles, uh, to the world of uh, talk radio. It used to be uh, that uh, all of the people that were really had wide audiences in the world of talk radio were radio people that had spent their whole life 
um, honing their craft, people like Howard Stern, Rush Limbaugh, others. Now, um, the best way to get a radio show is to be a celebrity in some other field, and you'll get somebody to give you a radio show if you have a podcast that's popular enough. Let me ask you about somebody who is probably the most important person in all of social media these days. That's Elon Musk. Elon Musk, it seems like every day is changing all of the policies at Twitter. Every, one day it's you can pay $8 a month for a blue check. Oh, then the next day is, well, we're going to give great checks to certain people. Then the next day, well, we're not giving great checks. Forget about that. Come back November 29th for the new blue check policy. Uh, somebody tweets about uh, a correction about something about why Twitter loads slowly in certain places. Elon Musk fires him via Twitter. And um, a whole bunch of other people get fired. Elon Musk has evidently given Twitter employees an ultimatum, commit to, quote, an extremely hardcore work environment or leave. If they choose option B and they don't want the hardcore work environment, then they're going to get uh, three months severance. This demand came (laughs) as Musk clashed publicly with employees who are quickly learning what it's like to work for Elon Musk. And in just three weeks, he's laid off thousands of people abruptly ended the company's remote work policy, fired employees via tweet that criticized him, and what is perhaps the most controversial, ended their free lunch and free food policy. Now they're charging for food at Twitter. <laughs> are they really? They are, yes. Because he needs the money? His company I, I, needs the money? You, 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 he, over, he overspent. $44 billion <laughs> or whatever it was? $54 billion? It's a lot of money. $34 billion? A, Yeah, it was 44 yeah. I think. But... Um, I've always I said from day one before this whole Twitter thing that Elon Musk looks like the villain in in a superhero movie. And he really is. He seems like a very terrible person. I find him to be like maniacally egotistical, you know, Um, that aside. um, I also find it interesting that Elon Musk was so critical about the censorship on Twitter. right? Right. So critical. And then he kicks Kathy Griffin off. That is unreal. Just because she changed her name, her handle to Elon Musk and did not uh, specify that it was parody. So she became yet again the center of um, social media controversy. And it's still going on. And he's still having a meltdown. Um, and now everybody has like these accounts. If you really go through, if you put in the word parody, you will see the word parody after so many people's handle now. Well, well, that apparently is the new rule, right? That you can't, um, you can't be someone else. I can't be Marlena Shivo unless it's clearly labeled a parody account, right? Well, that was the whole check system. Right. It was like this was the verified account of Marlena Shivo, mm-hmm. and or not, you know, and then all these other ones are not real. That was the whole point of the check system. So, and now he wants to do away with that because he thinks it's elitist. This from a man who is like one of the few billionaires in the entire world. He thinks, Richest person on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Che- che- the check mark, any planet, check marks are elitist. He, no, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not an Elon Musk person. Let, so. let me ask you about this. You, I think, came to fame, in, at least in a lot of the minds of many people listening, with your criticisms of the um, mask movement during the pandemic criticisms of the lockdown, criticisms of the vaccinated all cost philosophy. And it seems like kind of the rest of the world has now caught up with with you. You don't see you don't see people uh, checking vax cards when you go to a restaurant or things of that nature. And the exception seems to be ABC, the TV network, no no affiliation whatsoever with the radio station. They have the Connors. And uh, my wife and I used to watch Roseanne. And then when Roseanne got canceled for saying something controversial, we didn't really want to watch it without Roseanne. So we haven't watched it since it's been the Connors. But now uh, the Connors is back. They've put a promo on Twitter that shows... The whole cast of the Connors, including John Goodman and Aunt, Be- and Aunt Becky and everybody, uh, or Becky, not Aunt Becky, um, all wearing masks. And the the caption in this tweet, and I've just tweeted it if people want to see what we're talking about, at Frank Morano. It's Frank, M-O-R-A-N-O. The caption says, after a sudden turn of events, the Connor family must face daily struggles like never before. What are your thoughts on uh, this particular promo tweet that the Connors have out there? As soon as I saw it, I was completely turned off. 
Now, I think they they think they're being kind of funny because their masks match that crocheted blanket that is always, you know, famously on the couch in the living room in that scene. Um, wow, how creative. Why are you in face masks? Right. It is 2022, soon to be 2023. Um, we all know that face masks are a controversial thing to begin with. What are you doing? Like, is this a desperate attempt for people to say, wow, what's going to happen in this this episode, next episode? Or is it a premiere? I don't even know what it is. Neither do I. Neither I do don't, I. I don't even know. Because I want – And if, okay, so I'm with you. I did really like Roseanne. And when this came back on the air, um, if I – you know, I would DVR it and I would watch it because she's, she was always pretty funny. Um, but – yeah, once she was kicked off, it's like I'm never watching this again. Not that I even have time to watch TV. Right. Same. But but if if I did, there this will never now ever be on my list of things to watch. It wasn't after she left, but now forget it. That promo annoys me on so many levels. It's like how tone deaf are you? Why are you all in face masks? Yeah, if people want to see it again, I just tweeted it at Frank Moreno. That's Frank, M-O-R-A-N-O. If you want to comment on anything we're talking about, you can do so, 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. We're going to continue with Marlena Shivo straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano, joined in studio by Marlena Shivo. You can follow on all forms of social media if you're one of the people that are contributing to the degradation of society by participating in social media. And um, you have to love the uh, the Mirror. The Mirror is a UK publication, and if you want to know what clickbait is, just open any article in the Mirror because. Every single headline on there is a pretty good example of it. This is a headline uh, from yesterday. Woman who married Ragdoll says relationship is, quote, hanging on a thread after he cheated. A woman who claims she married a Ragdoll has now opened up about the state of their marriage one year on with the doll allegedly cheating on her at a motel. Uh Mirvoni Roca Moreas, 37 years old, was all set to celebrate her one-year anniversary with a ragdoll named Marcello, but was left brokenhearted after a friend saw him sneaking into a motel with another woman. Uh, this is like the kind of thing that you'd see on a bad sitcom or something. I know. It, it's... um. I can't decide because like, I kept reading it. And there's actually a ragdoll baby she's holding. Oh she's my. in scrubs. And it matches the the ragdoll, you know, husband. Um, and, you know, there's a long tale here saying how the argument was ugly. They're going to try to stay together for the kids. He's sleeping in another bedroom. I mean, it's a, it, it's it's fiction, you know. And all of this was uh, documented on TikTok through her TikTok account. I obviously don't know who this person is. I don't know how many followers she has. But I'd be curious to see because... Um, it's either she's really mentally ill and some obviously um, and someone needs to have an intervention or she is the smartest person on social media <laughs> because she has gotten so much attention that the mirror is picking up the story. Think I, about it. I, oh, no. Trust me. I, I have. And this, and this is once again, social media cesspool. You know, speaking. Uh, I, tic- this will not make anyone better or smarter. Uh, TikTok seems to be worse than most uh, social media entities. Uh, there was one article I read, uh, yeah. I shared with you, where the writer um, was on Barry Weiss's website, Common Sense, but um, the writer referred to it as digital fentanyl given to us by China. And there have been a lot of people. Mark Warner, Democrat senator from Virginia, said he agreed with the former president saying that they should get rid of TikTok. And what was really eye-opening to me is that TikTok 
has a special version of that of their um, product that they use for Chinese kids, mm-hmm. where which promotes like education and patriotism, and then the version that they let American kids use mm-hmm. promotes you know essentially an endless cycle of nonsense. Yeah, uh, and then, exactly, and 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 it, yes, the TikTok we have in the U.S. is banned in China, even though it's owned by the Chinese. It's crazy. It is crazy, and that's why I'm not a big TikTok person. The only reason I actually even have a TikTok account is just because I work in media, and I right. I, I just kind of have to like have something to have access. You need to have access to different things that are happening, even though they get posted well, across right. every platform. There is a lot of good stuff on there. I mean, whenever <clears throat> there, there's uh, different articles, and we'll we'll explore different TikTok accounts. I mean, some very clever things like uh, a person that rates every bathroom in New York or whatever. There's, there's clever things on there. I'm not disputing that. But uh, I just uh, I don't feel comfortable with the Chinese government owning th- what's become a huge, not just a social media site, but a huge e-commerce platform. Absolutely. And it's and, and you know, I what did it say? Like it, it has made like 70 some billion dollars. It's absolutely absurd. But the technology is the scary part because, you know, you know, you've heard about deep fakes and mm-hmm. all of these other mm-hmm. things. And this is how it happens. Right. They have all your data. They've got your facial expressions. They've got your likes, your dislikes, your it's basically your digital DNA given to the Chinese and being used for what? They say for marketing right. and figuring out yeah, how to I'm make skeptical. more money, but you, who's to say? It's a communist country. Exactly. I mean, they're still locking people down for COVID <laughs> exactly. and beating them up in right. the streets. All right. Another great story from The Mirror. Uh, headline, passenger gets stuck between dad and baby on flight after parent refuses to swap seats. Why did you do this to your wife? Pe- <laughs> I would never. Trust me. People were left incredulous after learning the dad refused to swap seats with another passenger instead leaving the stranger to sit between himself and his baby. Now, uh, go ahead. Give me your take on this. Tell us if there's more to the story. I read this other, you know, mind-numbing story, which actually screamed at me in a different way because the the passenger that was in the middle – was was tweeting about what was going on. So the the father had the aisle seat and the 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 stranger had the middle seat and the mom and baby are in the, you know, the other seat. And he, the the dad refuses to take the middle seat next to his wife and baby and so this stranger is kind of stuck between the two but then goes on to say, well, at least I'm not stuck, you know, in a conversation between them because the dad put on ear earphones ate an entire bag of candy oh, and just kind of hung out for two hours and didn't speak one word to the mom or <laughs> look in their direction, which, you know, on one hand, you would laugh from a perspective of, oh, he just wanted to zone out and not have to deal for two hours. But from a woman's perspective, I'm like, is she in an abusive relationship? Uh, you know, and the photo that this pet middle passenger, Sam, shared of uh, the mom and the baby she seems like she's very pretty the mom and uh, has a a very pleasant dispositioned baby you wonder i wondered a couple things when i saw this one i don't understand why the guy wouldn't have just switched seats two i wondered why the parents would have purchased the aisle seat and the window seat well you know how it is with the airlines like what if it was a last minute purchase Mm -hmm. this was all they could get at least they were in the same row hoping maybe the middle seat wouldn't be taken um, but then what they don't reference is why didn't the mom take the middle seat next to the husband? Right. Well, so, that's another that's that's another right? point. So yeah. like it's apparently like them being separated by a stranger was not an issue. And like you have to question why wasn't it an issue? Yeah, uh, that's uh, another good point. L- lastly, before we get to calls, 800-848-9222, a middle school teacher in Texas uh-huh. has been fired, according to district officials, on Monday, after video was posted to show social media showing the white teacher tell his students his race is, quote, the superior one. In one video, the teacher can be seen saying this to a multiracial class, quote, deep down in my heart, I'm ethnocentric, which means I think my race is the superior one. As students audibly react both on and off camera, a student off camera asks, So white is better than all? The teacher replies, let me finish. I think everybody thinks that. They're just not honest about it. After some other discussion in the video, a student asks, you said you are a racist, right? I did, yeah. I'm trying to be honest, the teacher replies. Now, it's not clear what was discussed before and after 
the re- recording. Uh, CNN has not identified the person or the people who filmed the videos. Circulating online has not obtained the videos. Uh, CNN has obtained an audio recording of a portion of the conversation from a parent who said her child, their child was shown in the videos. And in the audio, a student asked the teacher to repeat himself. The teacher says, I said I am a racist. That's what I said. Do you know what that means? Here is the um, Eugene Howard on Fox 26 in Houston um, talking with the former county NAACP president. Or actually, Eugene Howard is the former NAACP president. You know, everyone that has an education isn't very smart. Let's start there. Uh, with a degree, so to speak, because we know in the state of Texas you have to be a degree person to be a teacher. With that being said, this is why... Uh, you asked the question, why did it seem like it wasn't funny? Because that man believes that. This is a whole populace of people, especially in this great state of Texas, who believe that white people are superior. You can see how they legislate. You can see how they make policies. You can see who they target. Well, as far as you can tell from this story, the teacher's been fired. Um, you think this was appropriate to fire this teacher? Um, I do. And it almost sounds like the teacher wanted to get fired. Because why would you be so blatant? I mean, it, it, I get what he was trying to do, I think, because at one point he said, um, I think deep down, everybody is racist, like everybody, not just white people, um, is racist, because, but they just don't want to admit it. Um, and I'm just trying to say that I think in deep down, we all have a little bit of racism in us, which is an old school thing for people right. to kind oh, of yeah. say. Yeah. But um, maybe it's more of an appropriate conversation for a radio talk show and not a classroom. Uh, right. So like, yeah, so I agree. Yeah, he should have been fired. I just don't. But then I'm thinking to myself, how did he ever get hired? I mean, someone who has such a lack mm. of um, common sense or, you know, makes terrible decisions. Well, like, how did they get into a classroom in the first place? Mm. That's, I mean, that's a good question. But at least he exposed himself. 800-848-9222. No, if he exposed himself, <laughs> he'd be in a lot more trouble. <laughs> David is in the Bronx. Hello, David. Hey, good evening, Frank. I think I sent you that story, actually. Yeah, we're going to have um, Alex Barnard share his producing credit with you for the evening. <laughs> where Where is um, your normal call screener, by the way? He, is he out on a modeling trip? Well, no, Al- <laughs> probably. No, we had uh, Alex is out sick. He's sick again. And rather than infect everybody, uh, we have Kenneth trying to pick up some of the slack. And uh, Camelia is uh, kind enough to pinch hit for uh, for him. We'll, we'll We'll chat with them later and find out how okay. they're persevering. Um, What's on your mind this morning? All right. I called about Twitter, but I, I do want to address I'll, – I'll cancel the Twitter and, and uh, talk about this latest story with the teacher. Um, what really bothers me about that is that they didn't identify this person. So he could literally pack up, go to some town anywhere else in the country, and get another job at a school with those beliefs, which I think is outrageous because I don't mm. know if you're familiar with my history, but you know, being an interracial child growing up on Long Island – I dealt with a lot of racist teachers in the 70s and the 80s, and someone like that should never be allowed to teach again. And I know that sounds harsh, but, I mean, honestly, why should someone like that ever have a job at a school again? But wouldn't that be on their record, and wouldn't that follow, that record follow him to the next school district? You know what? I don't think it would because in my experience with being fired a couple of times <laughs> – in order to avoid lawsuits, a lot of times employers will not say mm. why you were fired. They'll just say you were terminated or maybe the guy even resigned. So mm. unless interesting. He, his name is put out there, no one will ever know who this was. That's interesting. Thank you, David. 800-848-9222. Alan is in Queens. Hello, Alan. Alan. All right. Alan's got other priorities. Uh, Rob is here in New York City. Hello, Rob. Hey, what do you say, Frank? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay. So, listen, I, I was a guy who grew up in the Queensbridge Housing Projects in uh, Long Island City, and I, I happen to be fortunate enough to own a crane company here in the city. And, you know, I never went to college, nothing like that. But let me tell you something. I'm pretty successful, but why? I don't pay for lunch for all of my employees. So whatever that nobody next to you is complaining about, hey, I don't man. understand. Do, why, why, be, why be rude like that, number one? Well, I'm just saying, rude is it. Well, she was kind of rude saying, oh, all of a sudden, Elon Musk has to pay for lunch and dinner and a gymnasium and all of that other stuff. I don't do that. Well, I first of all, my guys I, like brought they up, should be I brought up that, the, that he's making people pay for lunch, no, not, no, no, not Marlena. 
No, I don't, I don't think that's accurate. But you want to respond to Rob uh, Marlena? Um, yeah, whatever. I don't know Marlena, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know you either, Rob. But, you know, it, it, yeah, look, yeah, everybody yeah. runs their business differently. And, you know, Google is a huge company. Apple uh, Meta, which is Facebook right. and Twitter, and they all um, have a lot of uh, free food. And a lot of that, the, the the idea around that is to create an environment where people are comfortable right. and aren't hungry and can well, work. I mean, I create that environment in my place. Oh well, I mean, the you guys know, make a lot of money, but I, I, I happen to be lucky enough to buy uh, to build a nice home in a nice place on Long Island called Poquat. And you know, it doesn't matter how much money the owner owns; nobody deserves the owner to buy lunch for you i mean you you get a nice environment you don't need to do that i mean that that's the problem what's going on well free lunch is the problem i, I don't agree with that i'm all for a b- broader use of free lunch i mean I, i'm I thrilled think to get the free but coffee i just think that these these bigger companies who offer it that is that is up to them and they have the right to do that and I guess Twitter employees who enjoyed that luxury now have been, you know, that has been taken away from them. It it it's a little, you know, it's a little off on Elon Musk's part. It, it I don't understand the point. If you want to create a culture um, where people are, want to work there um, and you want to continue some sort of com- camaraderie, I mean, why would you? Why are you? Now starving your employees who were once, you know, enjoying free food. All right. Well, let me end with this before we run out of time. Jennifer Seibel Newsom, the first lady of California, the wife of California Governor Gavin Newsom, became visibly appalled when asked to recreate how she faked an orgasm on the stand as she gave evidence during the sexual assault trial of Harvey Weinstein. California's first lady balked when defense attorney Mark Worksman asked her how she indicated her pleasure during this alleged 2005 incident at a hotel in Beverly Hills where she claims Weinstein raped her. Uh, The first lady, visibly annoyed, retorted, this is not when Harry met Sally. I'm not doing that. And um, she's referred to in court as Jane Doe number four. She'd already testified about her, her encounter with Weinstein was supposed to be a business meeting, but quickly turned into something else. Any thoughts on this instance, uh, this incident specifically or this second Harvey Weinstein trial more broadly? I mean, I, I find that to be appalling for anybody to say, can you please um, yeah. demonstrate <laughs> um, how you did that? I mean, I. See, this is what I, I mean, this is on par with the teacher who said he was a racist. Right. It's like your judgment, how did your judgment get you this far in your career? Yeah. It yeah. should have had Arthur Idala for that trial as well. See, I guarantee he wouldn't have, well, maybe not guarantee. I'd hope he wouldn't ask anybody to recreate an orgasm. Marlena Shivo, it is always a treat to have you. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you, Frank. You're welcome. I will see you next Halloween, if not sooner. <laughs> Hey, um, we got a lot to get to. There's a lot of space news. We're going to get to that. And um, Lucy the Elephant is in trouble. We'll tell you why. Your influence counts, so use it.